On Enmeshed, we discuss crimes and situations that may be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Enmeshed, the show that reveals some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Enmeshed family members are fused together by unhealthy emotions instead of the strong bonds that signal a well-functioning family. Boundaries are blurred and unhealthy relationship patterns are formed. Hello and welcome to Enmeshed, the podcast that explores family relationships and crime. I'm Amanda. And I'm Pam. And today I'm feeling a little tropical. How about you? Well, you know, we might have it a little better than some of our listeners. It's like summertime here in Charlotte and not so much up north. But yeah, I'd take a sunny beach over cold weather any day. Absolutely. It's what, in the 70s here today? We got t-shirts on. I know. I have my Crack House Chronicles t-shirt on. Do you like it? I love it. I know. It looks good. Yep, sure does. So let's go to somewhere tropical. All right. Well, today's story takes us to Maui. If that helps, I think it does for me. But since it's us, those Aloha vibes come with a tragedy of enmeshed sisterhood, complete with a failed reality show, matching Porsches, and Jekyll and Hyde personalities. So, with that, let's take a look at the yoga twins Alexandria and Anastasia Duval. We'll let our listeners decide if our story is a tragic accident or a failed murder suicide attempt. Let's get into it. Inseparable identical twins Anne and Allison Dadao were born in Utica, New York in 1978. Growing up, they did everything together, like joining the cheerleading squad and finishing each other's sentences. Boyfriends always took a back seat to their own codependent relationship. One friend, Spiritual advisor Leslie McMichael liked to joke that they needed to date a set of male twins because they'd be the only ones to understand Anne and Allison's relationship. In 2008, the pair opened a yoga studio in West Palm Beach, Florida. The studio was called Twin Power Yoga, and with its opening, the twins enjoyed quite a bit of local prestige. Allison and Anne were both magnetic and beautiful, and it didn't hurt that as their local celebrity status grew and money was coming in from the studio, they drove matching Porsches. All this is to say that they were living well during a time when a lot of Americans were struggling with the financial collapse of 2008 and the following recession. They were frequently described as being funny and beautiful with a true talent for teaching yoga. Twin Power Yoga had a strong following of members, largely thanks to Anne and Allison's charisma. I love me some yoga and I love that name, but I can't say that I've ever had an instructor that drove a Porsche. Nope, never seen it. Turns out not everyone was enamored with them. Gossip Extra, a Palm Beach-focused tabloid site, labeled Anne and Allison the terrible twins of yoga. It was well known that their personalities totally changed when they drink alcohol, 
and their arguments were legendary knockdown dragouts, literally. An ex-boyfriend of Anne's recounted one incident to People magazine of a time when Anne called him to say he needed to get over to her apartment right away, that she was going to kill Allison. He could hear her hitting Allison with the phone. When he arrived, there was broken glass and blood all around the apartment, and the door to the bathroom was off its hinges. Anne and Allison were sitting on the couch, acting as though nothing had happened. Another time, they were all at a mall together when Anne smacked Allison across the back of the head. They took turns hitting and pinching each other and pulling each other's hair, seemingly oblivious to the scene they were causing. That's some seriously toxic behavior, and it kind of establishes that there's a pattern of fighting in public with no regard to what's going on around them. In 2011, the sisters were approached by a production crew that pitched them on doing a reality show. The producers convinced Anne and Allison to rent an enormous luxury apartment that would also house the studio. When the show didn't materialize, the twins were left with a good deal of debt. By 2014, they'd filed for bankruptcy, closed down their studio without warning, and moved to Utah. Ah, the plot thickens. So Utah is where they changed their names from Anne and Allison Dadao to Anastasia and Alexandria Duval. It's easy to remember which is which because Anne became Anastasia and Allison became Alexandria. Very glamorous sounding names, right? Right. I'm sure they felt like they needed a fresh start, but sadly it seems like they just became even worse versions of themselves. They were kicked out of a restaurant in January of 2014 for being drunk and disorderly. Another time, police arrived on the scene when their car slid into a ditch. They'd been drinking and fighting, driving dangerously and pulling each other's hair. Alexandria was arrested for drunk driving in that incident. They didn't last long in Utah. By the next year, the twins had decided to move to Hawaii to partake in a religious quest of sorts. They weren't able to leave their drinking behind in Utah, though, and on Christmas Eve of 2015, they were arrested for disorderly conduct and terroristic threatening. Wow. You know, they say the holidays are the most stressful time of the year, but I think making a terrorist threat is taking it a little too far. Just a wee bit. The two of them ended up in Maui trying to get their lives together. By May of 2016, they were living with their new boyfriends all together in one spacious rental. Alexandria was dating a man named Lonnie Dickinson, and Anastasia met her boyfriend, Frederico Bailey, in a park on the island earlier that year. All four of them worked for a tour company, and the twins were planning to start a t-shirt and hat line. So they'd pretty much left yoga on the mainland. From what Frederico Bailey has told many news outlets, he and Anastasia got along really well, frequently exercising together, reading the same books to talk about them, and really starting to build a life. He also frequently describes a dark side between the sisters, one that made him very suspicious of Alexandria and worried for Anastasia's well-being. Let's take a break and then come back to the day in question. 
Are you planning an event with audio and visual needs but are not sure where to start? Waves Entertainment can help. Waves Entertainment is your premier full-service management company with high-quality custom solutions for any size event. Whether you are planning a large festival or concert, a corporate meeting or wedding, Waves Entertainment will power your event to excellence. Our team of industry professionals work closely with your vision to ensure your audience hears every word, sees every detail, and remembers the experience. Our goal is to ensure your event is customized to fit your needs and provide professional-grade equipment to amplify your message. From live stage production and talent booking to vendor coordination, event staffing, and more, Waves Entertainment is your one-stop shop for the perfect event. Visit our website, wavesentertainment.com, or give us a call at 704-662-2435. That's 704-662-2435. Waves Entertainment, powering your event to excellence. Now back to the show. So here's my question. Where the fuck are their parents during all of this? Well, you know, their mom died when they were five, and then their father became a workaholic. So once again, we have kids raising themselves. Okay, well, that explains a lot. All right, let's get back to Frederico. So Frederico Bailey has some doubts about his girlfriend Anastasia's sister, Alexandria. He'd seen their personalities turn on a dime once alcohol got involved, and he was very worried for Anastasia. In an interview with Crime Watch Daily, Frederico said that Alexandria once told him she was going to kill Anastasia. A few days later, he said, she started talking about it differently. She'd say, I have killed my sister. She wouldn't tell him why she wanted to kill Anastasia, but Frederico believes it was because both of them resented the idea of being identical twins. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. He also posits that the women were planning to kill themselves together. Frederico once overheard Alexandria tell Anastasia, quote, Don't forget, we're leaving the planet on the 30th, unquote. Oh, that's super eerie. I don't know. That sounds like a suicide pact to me. And that's what Frederico thought, too. On May 29th, 2016, Frederico planned a camping trip with Anastasia. Anastasia and Alexandria got into a big fight because Alexandria insisted on coming while Anastasia was trying to keep the trip to just her and Frederico. They argued all the way to the campsite in Lonnie's SUV and also argued while they were setting up camp. A little while later, the twins took the SUV for a few hours, leaving Frederico at the campsite alone. When they returned, the mood had completely changed. Anastasia seemed positive, he said, and said the women had come to a truce. When he looked in the back seat, he saw a couple of bottles of wine and a six-pack of beer. This made Frederico angry, as he'd gotten them to agree not to drink while on the camping trip, and now they were going back on that promise. Trying to compose himself, he walked away for a few minutes. When he came back, 
Anastasia, and Alexandria were gone. That was the last time he saw Anastasia alive. With Alexandria in the driver's seat, the two were racing down Maui's twisted Hana Highway. Many witnesses came forward later to say they'd seen the women pulling each other's hair and driving erratically through the highway's hairpin turns and winding path. Hana Highway is sometimes called the Divorce Highway or the Road to Hell because of its stressful curves, hundred-foot drops, and occasional one-lane bridges. So you can imagine just how dangerous the situation is with Alexandria behind the wheel. Other witnesses would say that they could hear screaming coming from the car and that they could see the driver was smiling while the passenger was crying. And then finally, it happened. The SUV took a sudden sharp left and careened over the cliff, crashing into the rocks below. Rescue crews made a surprise discovery when they made it to the car. Alexandria had miraculously survived the 200-foot drop, slamming into the rocks below. Tragically, Anastasia was dead. The crash made national headlines being featured on Nancy Grace and Inside Edition. The images of the crashed SUV among the rocks and waves is a pretty dramatic sight, and it's hard to see how anyone could have survived. Immediately, police suspected there was more to this than a simple accident. One officer later testified in court that Alexandria showed a total lack of emotion and that he could smell alcohol on her breath. It didn't help Alexandria's case that she attempted to leave Maui just days after the crash. You can only get off the island by boat or plane, but they still had to work fast to find her. Police intercepted her at a hotel near the airport. Alexandria then pleaded not guilty during a preliminary hearing. Surprisingly, the judge decides that there isn't enough probable cause to hold her on a murder charge. So Alexandria then left for New York. Suspicious. I don't like it. In another surprise to the case, a Maui County grand jury indicted Alexandria of second-degree murder in October of 2016, prompting New York cops to arrest her and extradite her back to Maui. She pleaded not guilty again, but was held on a $3 million bail. She also opted for a bench trial, meaning her case would be solely decided by the judge with no jury present. During her trial, the defense claimed that Anastasia, not Alexandria, was the one that caused the crash. Blonde strands of hair were found in Anastasia's hand during the autopsy, which the defense attorney then used as evidence that the violence Anastasia was inflicting on Alexandria was the real reason behind that hard left turn. Prosecutors pointed to evidence that showed the SUV accelerated just before it went over the cliff. A witness for the defense, however, suggested that the cliff drop wasn't visible from the road and that Alexandria likely hit a raised patch of dirt, which caused the SUV to make that sharp left. That same witness, accident reconstruction expert Wayne Siegel, pointed to evidence from the SUV's black box that suggested the steering wheel was being repeatedly jerked, which isn't consistent with someone who intends to send their car off a cliff. 
On the other hand, Frederico testified that he helped Alexandria shower after the accident, and then she started wearing Anastasia's clothing. That's really creepy. Yeah. Frederico also suggested that Alexandria was acting excited that he'd been asked by the police to identify Anastasia's body. According to Frederico and to police that say they never saw her cry, Alexandria was not acting how you'd expect a grieving sister to act. I'm not sure what excited means, but in her defense, there is no textbook way to act or grieve, especially when it's your identical twin sister. Right. And ultimately, Judge Peter Cahill sided with the defense. He said that all evidence led to Anastasia accidentally driving the car over the ledge because her hair was being pulled. A tragic accident, yes, but not murder. Alexandria was released and refuses to comment on the case. It's hard to decide whether it was an accident or a murder-suicide. Alexandria couldn't have known that she'd survived the fall, according to her expert testimony. But did she mean to send the car soaring over the edge at all? I mean, we may never really know. We do know that their toxic relationship, whether it was on purpose or not, is what sent that SUV to the rocky shoreline. Today, there's a stone wall lining the cliff, so hopefully no one else suffers the same fate as Anastasia on that stretch of the Hana Highway. So what do you think? Tragic accident or not? I think it was a tragic accident since they were attached at the hip. They were, but there was also that sketchy murder-suicide pact that Frederico mentioned. I know. That they were leaving the planet together on the 30th. Right. Well, to get a little background, it's been said that they were brilliant high school loners who kept to themselves, rarely dated, and thought nothing of showering naked together almost every day. So, I mean, that just shows how enmeshed they were. I can't imagine one wanting to live without the other one. Or even being able to. Right. And, and remember, at just five years old, their mother died suddenly, leaving them and their older sister, actually, in the care of their prison doctor father. And as if to make up for the sudden loss of their mom and his long, irregular hours at work, their father indulged the girls every whim as they grew up, like giving them the keys to his Cadillac and allowing them to charge thousands of dollars on his charge card to buy their designer clothes for school. So basically, they lost their father too. And they had an oddly close bond, and it sounds as if they were left to fend for themselves at a young age, so you think that they would really be counting on each other. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I just can't move past the comments from Alexandria that Frederico had mentioned about her killing her sister, and then both of them leaving the planet on the 30th. So if this is all true, that seems pretty premeditated to me. I know, but if she's driving the car, you don't think that she would survive as well. Right. And did you see from the pictures how the car actually landed? It looks like the driver would have had the most harm. Right. I don't know. There's a lot of questions on this one still. Well, let's keep going. All right. Alexandria has always maintained that the crash was an accident, but had never spoken publicly, not even to take the stand in the trial, until she had an interview with Dr. Phil, 
who believes in her innocence. Alexandria said to Dr. Phil, quote, The whole thing was like a tragic, horrible, awful situation. It's really hard for me to put it completely together, but I do remember my sister and I were driving around. I've played it so many times in my head, having that wheel go out, hitting the dirt berm, going over, I don't, I don't know what happened that day, an accident happened. I don't know why I'm here, that I survived, unquote. After the crash, Alexandria said she just remembered being airlifted and that she didn't learn of Anastasia's death until she was in the hospital. The surviving twin also spoke out about her close relationship with Anastasia and the pain of losing their mother when they were only five years old. Quote, we had so much love for each other because of what we experienced at such a tender age of five, unquote. And that's a wrap. Join us next Monday for a new episode of Enmeshed, and make sure you comment on this episode when we release it, what your thoughts are about this case. Absolutely. We always like to say innocent or guilty, and this is a hard one. Yes, it is. Yep. Well, remember, Meshers, some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Yep. Whether it's applicable in this case or not, still a thing. That's right. And in case you heard some birds in the background, I'm going to say a little poem that my grandmother always says to me. Spring has sprung, the grass is riz, I wonder where them birdies is. Almost had to whip out my BB gun for that bird out the window. (laughs) Tweet, tweet. Yes, it's still February, but it's spring here in Charlotte. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's warm out. Summertime, so. All right. Do we have any reviews or anything from our listeners this week? We do, from Chris, who bought us both a few coffees. Oh. Yes, so we'd like to give a shout out to Chris Wainick, who said, Love your podcast. I found you through the Crack House Boys, Donnie and Dale. Keep up the great work. So thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Chris. All right. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can buy us a coffee or a wine for Pamela. And remember, get your merch. Get your merch. You can go to our website. All right. That is all. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. All of our sources are in today's show notes, as well as those important resources. You can find us at enmeshed underscore true crime podcast on Instagram or enmeshed true crime podcast on Facebook and let us know what you think. You can also get a behind the scenes look at the show and chat with us about any of the cases you've heard here or share case suggestions. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to keep up with Enmeshed, and join us every Monday for fresh takes on stale relationships. Enmeshed is an Oh No production. Oh no!